Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you so much. Welcome for joining us for today's podcast. Uh, I'm joined by the always wonderful, effervescent uh, Bruce. How are you? I'm okay, Alex. Thank you. Good All stuff. things considered. That, great. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ian, how are you? Supporting, uh, sporting another fine uh, town shirt. Another fine town shirt, yeah. Well, the other one on uh, Wednesday was the Internet Mariners training kit, actually. Um this one is a is a genuine one that was bought for me from uh, one of my last workplaces. Yeah, uh, well, that's good. I mean, are you looking forward to us having? I think we can now reveal that we have got one of the greatest shirts in the club's history on its arrival. Paul Linwood's shirt is coming our way. Are you looking forward to to sporting that at some point? If you the, the Internet Mariners have a game on the first of May, if you send it to me for the first of May, I will wear it in that match. And it will get more sweat and mud on it than it ever did when Paul Linwood wore it. I think what we're going to have to do is if we're going to play these games at the end of the thing, we're going to do a league table and the worst performers from when we all meet up, that person has to wear it, which will even be funnier if it's me, because it will look like a boob tube. Uh, (laughs) uh, But um, we are also joined by Richard Hallam. Richard, all I know you from is the Twitter sphere, but thank you for joining us and welcome to the podcast. How is everything on your end? Uh, Not too bad. I'd have been more cheerful if the results had been different last night, but apart from that. Yeah, I think we can all say the same. And let's I mean, let's start with the positive. We beat off Bolton Wanderers. That sounds wrong. Um we won against Bolton Wanderers for the first time since 1982. Uh a fantastic team performance. Um well done to absolutely everyone. How did we feel about it all? Let's go to the room. Ian, what were your first thoughts? And then we'll move on. Very, very good result. Obviously, pretty much in the main. Outplayed them, I thought. There was moments where they did take some control. But in that that game, something we spoke about last week was moments going our way. And I think they did yesterday. Got the goal early, which always puts the team on the back foot, of course. And then uh, the second, what, four or five minutes from the end of the normal 90? Um and I think that just really, really set the nerves. I tell you what, if we'd have gone into um, the last, what, the six minutes of overtime, injury time, um, just a goal ahead, that would have been interesting. Um, I have to ask you a question though, Alex. You've just said since 1982, was it the first time we beat Bolton? I think so. How, how many times have we played them? Uh, quite a few. I remember oh, in 2001 we? playing them. Uh, okay. Because it just reminds I, me. I don't know about you lot, but I'm I'm stupid enough to follow all the Facebook groups and Bolton fans are insufferable on there. The, the administration has not lent them an ounce of humility. Um, they are big boys, Bolton, and you should be um, feeling gracious that you even have a chance to entertain their two-tiered uh, mecca of the Bolton arena or whatever the hell they call it nowadays. Is it behaving a little bit like town fans did when we first went down to the National League? Do you know what? It depends on the fan, but um, because I, I I thought town fans were not terrible, but I think they did have a sense of this is going to be a piece of piss. But, Absolutely, and I, and I doubt very much the town fans returning are going to be the same 
in the same sort of mood that, that they were last time. Oh, we'll smash it. There we go. <laughs> Um, actually, we've, Alex, we've played them 17 times. We've played them 17. Well, we've won, we've played them, here we go, 26 times. No, we haven't. We've played them more than that. No, we've played, I'm saying it 17, 17 times. You, you said how many times since we last beat them? We've played 17 times. I put it on Twitter the other day. Ah, okay. So in total, we've played them 46. Just going to go off on a little side. The reason I asked times. Alex is because I remember watching Match of the Day many years ago with John Oster playing for Reading. And he scored uh, the winning goal. And after the game, they turned around to him and said, so, John, that's your first goal for seven years in the Premier League. And he did turn around and go, I haven't played in the Premier League for seven years. So it's not a bit of a meaningless <laughs> stat. So I just wondered if the 1982 thing was similar. The, it doesn't even give me the last score. That was in 1982 in the second division. Bob Cumming. Bob Cummings, was it? Was it a draw? Did he say it was a draw? Cumming, Alex. Cumming. Who's Cumming? Did he say that was a draw? That game, no, we won. What we would beat them one nil. All right, and That's I think last, yeah, the last time we won. And who was the, right? Who's going to have a bet? Who was our last goal scorer against Bolton? Who's going to have a go? Um, um, Ira Jackson Jr. No, before this game. Oh, um, how far back smart, are we looking? Alec. You're talking. To, you said earlier on you reckon two thousand two thousand one we played, didn't you? So I remember the game because we. All, I think a lot of us probably went to this game in this in this little room. Zhang There we go. Yep, Zhang Enwar was the last goal scorer. If anyone remembers it, it was that time when Bolton let everyone in for like a quid, and there was twenty five and a half thousand there or whatever it was, and Zhang Enwar scored. And we so ruined the party, didn't we? We ruined the party, like we always do. We are proper party boomers. Bruce, how did you feel the game went? Uh, you don't mind me moving on Ian have you said your piece I'm done I'm done okay, cool great thanks for coming <laughs> uh, um, it's, it's coming we uh, coming <laughs> no, yeah, not coming Alex um, I uh, really enjoyed the game it was um, it was enter- I, I was I was entertained there were goals there were 30 attempts on goal between the two teams 18 to us um, and it was just an entertaining game everyone Nobody in the team let us down. Everyone grafted. It's just an absolute shame that it's five games from the end of the season and it's probably not going to count for a great deal, which is disappointing. And But that's where we are. It must be so frustrating for Hursty that he's put this squad together, this you know season part two squad. And they look like with a few additions and get rid of a few, getting rid of a few, that they could be a good squad. But, how many of them are you going to be able to keep together next year? But yeah, the game, they all they all worked really hard. Everyone grafted. I mean, Harry Clifton played three different positions, didn't he? He played both on the right-hand side. I thought it was hilarious on commentary when um, John Tondo and Gary Croft said, I think they might have to bring Waterfall on. That was brilliant. And then there was and then there was a pause for a minute. And then they, and I, I'm sat there going, well, surely Harry Clifton's a natural right-back. And they're going, well, I think he hasn't got a lot of pace. And, they can't put him centre back because Hewitt's been doing so, and you could almost hear the the, the relief. Where, oh, they're bringing Jackson Junior on. That means Harry Clifton's going I to mean, right back. It might be my own opinion, but I would much prefer to see Ira Jackson Junior play centre back than Luke Waterfall. But that might just be me, myself. <laughs> yeah, well, you just at that point in the game, we just didn't need to disrupt any of the defence more than just the right back slot, did we? And you know that Clifton can can go in there and do a job. Um, so yeah, it was uh, no, it was a good performance. Like I say, I enjoyed the game. Um, I, I did wonder whether 
our players had relaxed slightly. We looked like we were playing a bit with a bit more freedom, but I thought um I thought, you know, it takes two teams to make a good game. And I thought Bolson play with the right attitude and uh, the right mentality. You know, they came to win the game, not just to a lot of teams this year, a lot of the games, I mean, even the teams that have been up there, the games have been turgid, haven't they? Um, you know, it's not just us that, you know, that they've just not been entertaining. And I, I just thought we'd enjoyed the game. Um, the last enjoyable so, yeah. game, the last enjoyable game aside from this one this season was, for me, the Harrogate game in the tin pot, which was way at the start of the season when it was just two youth teams basically slogging it out against Yeah, them. Yeah, that was probably true. Like I say, the games, the games have just been awful. We've been awful to watch. The games have been awful. We've been at the bottom of the league. It's yeah, it's been hard work, but I really enjoyed it yesterday. And like I say, it's just such a shame that it may not count for anything. Richard, we'll how see. did you, Richard? How did you feel with it? Did you enjoy Hurst taking the handbrake off? I enjoyed it. I think Bruce might have a point there. I I was thinking during the first half that perhaps the players looked a little bit more relaxed. Um, you know, I don't know what the reason for that is. I hope they didn't look like they're giving up on something, but just sit. I think there have been some some sort of change in the mentality. But it was the first time I can remember this season to actually be sitting on sort of the edge of my seat for the right reasons, either because you know we were just attacking a lot, or it was just it was just an exciting exciting game to watch. John Lewis and um, Hansen definitely had very very good games. They were just you know Lenny was doing Lenny was at his best sort of laying balls off to people, and Hansen just looked that bit more fluid. That he needed to be because he, he he's he's just looked to be struggling. He's you know I've not been entirely sure while he was on the pitch a, a few times, but uh, you know it was great to watch and you know an amazing amount of uh, shots on target. I think it I think it was more shots on target in that game than our previous four games added together. <laughs> Probably said so four it was, months. <laughs> it, it was a really it, it was a, a really good game to watch. Um, and you know it's in, it was interesting to. I don't know whether the space that Bolton gave us, I don't know whether they're having a bit of an off day. I'm not really sure, but uh, made a nice change. I think we keep we all, we all keep sort of thinking, when's this all going to be over? And who knows what's going to happen on Tuesday? But, you know, we're still, we're still in with a chance. But uh, there's, there's not many not many people sort of uh, confident that, that we're going to stay in the league now, are there? Alex, you didn't really, uh, you don't quite feel the same about James Hansen, do you? I was going to whether or whether or not we were going to address the elephant in the room. Richard isn't privy to the WhatsApp group. I don't particularly like James Hansen. I think he's a good tree and I think he does a lot of <laughs> knock-ons. But he missed three guilt-ed chances yesterday uh, and has not contributed a whole lot to the 23 games he's played this season. I think Richard alluded to that at some point as well. Um, he was certainly, someone mentioned on Twitter yesterday, he was playing like a guy who's remem- rem- remembered that he's out of contract in the next 11 games or so. And um, uh, I don't know, I wouldn't be renewing his contract. Is I'm like you, Richard. I thought he had a good game. I, I thought he had a good game. And I and think I, airily... I, 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 had to, I had to mute my phone from Alex's messages during the first half because I was I was watching a different, we were watching different games. But um, Well... And then, and, then, would... and, then, and, then, and then, of course, Richard, oh, sorry, Alex, just one second. And then, of course, there's, uh, then of course, as soon as he misses an opportunity, there's another message pops through. There you go, look. But there's no mention of the two or three bits of good link-up play that he'd done in the build-up to that or anything like that. But, yeah, we're, we're suggesting about that um, Alex and Hansen might be a bit of a Bob Graves and uh, John Lewis type thing? I don't think so. Matt Green is mine for that. But I've got to say, when you are our Premier League, when you are our Premier Elite striker, I'm expecting more from you than 
three one-on-ones and missing one from four yards out and rattling it against the bar. Lenny Lenny gets from a certain se- section of the crowd are very voice vociferous with misses. And I think Hansen gets away with it quite lightly. He is very good airily, but I think there are just... I don't know. I just. Oh, I don't. I don't disagree that we. Yeah. I don't disagree that we move him on in the summer. I don't think yeah. we can. I don't think we can. A. Yeah. Affo- I don't think we can afford to have. <laughs> I don't think know, we the, can afford him. <laughs> well, I don't think we can afford the the, the couple of players that. I mean, fully fully fit, but he's he's, he's you know he's he's unfortunately his his injuries are catching yeah. up with him, and so's age. But um, agree. But I um, I just thought that yesterday, like you say, yes, he did miss two or three chances. Um, but again, as you say, who hasn't? But I, I just thought, I thought, like Richard said, I thought the front two played really well yesterday. Um, and... I think he's, I think he's basically a monkhouse at the moment. He's, you know, how that was uh, during the 2016 season when it was lumped up to him by Maka, and that knockdown was inviting other players on. And I think it works. I think it does work. I just, at the, I'm surprised that when he's in front of goal, I'm, I'm not expecting him to put it away, which is what I wasn't thinking last season. But I think I, I think he's probably I think he's probably just a bit short of confidence in front of goal. But I I also think that he's got a decent touch and um, I, I just I think he's got a football brain on him besides being a big man. But but uh, but but we haven't seen it. You know we haven't seen it this year. And um, but let's be honest, up until <laughs> up until yesterday, you know we haven't exactly created a plethora of chances for our front men this season, have we? We haven't. Uh, uh, the goals that we've scored haven't been. They haven't been. You could count on one hand the number of nicely crafted goals that we've scored. Um, you know, I, last, last season, I, we, sorry, <laughs> we talk about it, but that, you know that he had he had a great start to the season, didn't he? And you know that cross that Matt Green put in for him at Walsall. Um, you know, we we thought we were flying. Can we just and, be? Can we just be entirely honest? Now we know Matt Green a bit more. I assume that was a shot. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, from the pitch next door. It was it was a great cross, and that was I haven't seen that header again from Hanson. That charging in and absolutely burying it. That maybe was we've a, been playing Macklin in the wrong position. Yeah, maybe he's a mean, winger. Maybe he's a winger. <laughs> on the pitch is the wrong position for me. But um, I mean, if somebody's looked on Champo and someone's been hacking it with an editor, <laughs> and we we picked him up as a centre forward, and he's a right winger. We just need to change his position. So quiet, he's just never told anyone. I am happy to concede as well. I put my argument across about Hansen then far more eloquently than I did in the WhatsApp group, which was essentially Hansen's shit. (laughs) (laughs) Overall, thoroughly entertaining game. It's nice to enjoy football for once in a long time. I I think we all agree. As we said, it's just been turgid. But I guess happiness. Actually, before we move on from that, Ian Everett, Complained about the pitch. I didn't hear it. I did try to listen to his interview, but I didn't find it. Um, I thought the pitch was all right. I think a lot of, like Carlisle had an argument a couple of seasons ago where they were saying it's too dry, which I think is just the lack of infrastructure because we don't have a hose long enough. Um, but I thought that was okay. Wasn't Tide it? was out. Tide was out, yeah. That's what we probably wait. Don't say that. That's, uh, do you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if that was all right. Like we've got some sort of Romanesque feature where little, it's a, a little tunnel dug underneath the railway line. Yeah, exactly. Where it kind of looks like Swiss Family Robinson, and it's just loads of bamboo linking rainwater into the. Well, some of them, some of them kids on the seafront, it's all it's all blocked up with broken glass and bottles now. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, you'll get Fenty down there with his stepladder again. 
He'll be get, he'll be digging out. He'll be blaming that weed again, won't he? And be digging it up. He'll have one of them big gloves on, like they do when they put them up the hands up the horses' asses, won't they? Yeah, it'll be yeah. He'll be like that, trying to get all the waste out the out the pipe. He'll maybe sure to find a horse's ass at town, will he? There might be a statistical correlation between where the tide is and our results. Perhaps it might it might be worth looking at from a betting point of view. It might be something for someone to look into over the summer. Do you think it's also linked with werewolves and and and, <laughs> and, and the like? Um, but it's nice to see. Obviously, we're the first come global warming's final um, assault. We're the first club that is going to go to the wall. But it's nice to see that we'll be on the docks and be probably the only ground below sea level. Sea level. But if that if that ever got built, yeah, I guess our um our happiness soon disappeared. Walsall didn't do us a favour. Unhappy with Alan Buckley's departure, they decided to let Colchester win. I know Tom isn't here, so we don't really get necessarily get the positive angle. But are we thinking? I mean, it certainly made our jobs harder. Are we thinking that's it, or do you think we can win the next? What I would expect, we need to win four or five at least. What would that give us? Four. That would give us another twelve points. Forty-nine points. That would give us, wouldn't it? We're on thirty-seven, uh, aren't we? We are. Yeah. 49. I don't think 49, 49 wouldn't be enough, would it? What have um, what have Walsall, what have Walsall, what have Colchester got at the minute? I think it's 40. forty-four. But they've only got four games left, haven't they? Yeah, they do. I, I think we... we need Southend to win on Tuesday. That we we need to win. Sorry, I think uh, it's no. Yeah. Sorry, Bruce. I was going to say I think it's just nice and simple, really, right now, and it's it's not really changed from over the last few weeks. We've just got to go out and win our games. Yeah, and put a bit of pressure on the teams above us. Because if if we go level in terms of games with Colchester, let's say that Southend beat them and we win our game, we win the game in hand and we go to one point behind Colchester with the set with three games to go, then then it comes down to who's got that bit of bottle. And you would like to think if Town can do that, if they can put in a similar type of performance to yesterday. And let's be honest, over the last um eight or nine games the only real bad one has been Bradford which had the mitigating factor of obviously what happened between two players I think generally other than that we've been pretty solid we just haven't seen what we saw yesterday in an attacking sense so if we can now hopefully combine the two elements for the last five games create a few more chances because we all know that the strikers are not overly clinical that we've got so create a few more actually go at some teams and pin them back you never know what's going to happen from there. Say, so put that pressure on Colchester and see how they react to it. Is that when our is that when our game in hand is a week on Tuesday, Exeter away? Yeah, uh, it's Exeter, so. our game in hand. Yeah. Is it is it a week on Tuesday? Is that is that when it is? Because obviously, or did you were you just saying we win our game in hand, not knowing not knowing where it falls in the order, or do you mean do we play that with them when they've got three games left? Uh, no, just generally, like if we win right. our game in hand, I don't know. Um, Tuesday, the twenty seventh of April. So yes, a week on Tuesday. All oh, right, okay. So yeah, so so we're going to play Tuesday. We'll both play Saturday. We'll we'll both play Tuesday. We we'll both play Saturday, and then we've got Exeter. Yeah, we've got to win. Who are where are we? Where are we Saturday? Just testing everybody. Away at Oldham. Okay, so I, I mean, I mean, I know Morecambe are up there in the league, but with our team playing the way it is. It's plausible that we could we could win at Oldham and we could win at home, isn't it? Yeah, they 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 had to bust a gut um, on Saturday with their result. Um, so and they've wobbled. They've been wobbling since. So I think Ian's right. I think that's massive. I think we've got to. We, we're going to have to win. We're going to have to. We, we definitely need to win Tuesday and Saturday, in my opinion. And then it might be a little more interesting. I mean, if we if we win every game, then surely we're going to bring a, 
bring possibly Barrow back into it, aren't we? If we win every game, we stay up. No problem. If, that's 52 points, isn't it? Yeah, no one's going down on 52 points. And um, I think we should apply to the FA if we get 52 points. And, and Just without that. putting a dampener on it, the um, injury to Coke is concerning because I thought he was one of the... They were all good, but I thought he was superb. He, he just looks in the middle of the park so so composed yesterday. And it seemed to, yesterday, Matete seemed to have more... He had more shots than I've seen him have all season. Um, he just seemed to have a licence to get forward. But Coke just, Coke just looks class on the ball. Um, and he's got so much time and he rarely... There was a couple of occasions we gave it away, but I think I noticed that perhaps because it was him that gave it away, if that makes sense. It's not somebody that does it all the time. Coke has got some history at Oldham, has he not? I heard his interview in the week. Something's happened with Coke and Oldham in the past, but I don't know what it was. No, I'm not sure on that one, uh, unfortunately. No, I need, like I'm, I say, Googling, I I'm just Googling. Hope, I just hope his back thing is um, it's like, my, like mine when I get out of bed in the morning and then by, by half past nine, it's not too bad. Um, just dipping back to Morecambe, and obviously, yeah, they are riding high. They're fourth in the league at the moment, but they've got, there's only three teams in the league who've conceded more goals than them. So they can definitely be got at. So if it's an open game, we've already seen that we look okay in open games. Yeah. Um, so it's Morecambe. It's not Madrid, is it, Alex? No, exactly. I mean, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm really happy with how we've been going so far. Giles Coates is a really interesting one. I was not at all thrilled by the by him being here. It was just one of these... It felt like a bottom of the barrel one from Hurst. It's his seventh, eighth choice. It might well have been, but his attitude at least has been splendid. And and out of the fallout from the headbutt, we've we found a, another leader on the pitch. And it's certainly something that Hurst is a massive fan of. You've got Lenny leading at the front. You've got Hurst in. The, uh, you've got Coke as, as well. And then you've got the likes of uh, Hendry and uh, and Meneghese at the back who have been phenomenal as well. All of a sudden, you're getting. You're slowly getting a spine together, aren't you? I mean, we'd want to improve on it dramatically, but it was nice to see Manny Aze running with the ball in the game yesterday. You know, in, in well, well into the Bolton half. That that was nice to see. And I thought it was what was what I also liked. He was about the fourth player there to celebrate when the second went in in front of the pontoon, which I I always but I always think I always think you can tell a little bit from a team that you know when we scored the first goal, you watch it and the camera angle obviously is quite wide from up in the upper and. Uh, you can see all the players, you know, arms aloft, heading towards Matete and Lenny, who'd done the good little bit of link-up play to get it back to him. And again, when the second went in, I just thought, you know, Lenny's reaction, because I actually thought it might have been a penalty. If, if we hadn't have scored, I think Lenny had been bundled over in the build-up. Uh, whether we would have got it or not, I don't know. But I think when the ball came across from Harry Clifton, I thought Lenny looked like he'd been sort of shoved in the back. But, uh, but yeah, I uh, I think the, the team's... But it, look, it looks very quickly like he's got He's got a squad together that is, you know, he trusts about 15 players. Um, outside of that, you're not going to get such a chance. Um, and they're, they're playing for him and they're playing for each other. And it's, I just hope that if the worst does happen, we can keep a few of them together and he's not having to start again. But I would trust him to do the same again because that's what he's good at and that's what he does. Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. I was just having a quick read as well about the older stuff. By the looks of it, he was thrown into the um, playing with the kids uh, and the owners who haven't got a particularly good record of looking after players. Um, it, it kind of mirrors a certain other club. Um, uh, looks, uh, it looks like that sort of issue. And um, he left under a bit of a cloud. Um, so if it's anything like any of the players that have had to deal with our wonderful, beautiful board, they probably want to prove something to us and show them that um, 
it's entirely this like... Is, this is what's so frustrating. Yeah. Absolutely so frustrating is that the number of teams and the number of clubs that seem to be in disarray and yet we're here, we're here still bottom of the pile. We're the worst of the lot though, aren't we? Yeah, like, but, the, but what I'm saying is... Objectively. This year, this year, the league has been appalling. Yeah. And we've just been even worse. Yeah. And it's it's so frustrating watching what we're watching now to that we could go down with all these clubs that are in disarray and are probably still going to be in disarray either either with, you know, people they're not happy with in the club or with financial situations or quite plausible, you know, quite possibly Colchester could go pop, but we'll be down in we'll be down in non league and we know how long it can take to get back out of there if we go down. Yeah, absolutely. Richard, how have you been feeling about the season? Uh, do you think this? Are you quietly confident that we've got an opportunity to stay up? Are you sort of resigned to to non league next year? How, how no, I've not. I've not been resigned to non league at any point, and I'm, I'm still not resigned to it now. I've obviously got to tune down the optim, optim, optimism a bit, but I've been uh, sort of on a par with Tom for for most of the season. Um, so. You know, I, I, I still, I still sort of feel like at the beginning of every game that that um, you know there's, there's a chance we can we can turn it. The way the way that Ian described the points is is the way that um, is the way that I feel, and I think that uh, you know we could well be sitting here a, a week on Tuesday and with, uh, you know a couple of games to go, and it's it's going to it's going going to go to the wire. But I think in terms of um, you know the other clubs that are that are in um, big difficulty in our division, but we made some horrendously, I mean, even by our standards, we, you know, the, the directors and the manager made some horrendously, horrendously bad decisions at the, at the beginning of the season. Um, you know, and I, I don't think I, I certainly didn't realize how poor the quality was of some of the players that were recruited. Um, and you know, the, the opt, I had optimism for quite a long time that Holloway was going to do a good job for us. And it took, took a long time for me to, come to the centres and realise, you know, actually what was going on. Um, but it's a real shame that uh, Hurst has come in and, you know, we've got a really, really decent record now of uh, not conceding too many, not losing many. Um, you know, if, if just a couple of those had turned, you know, if the, if the strikers had been able to just put a couple more goals in, you know, we would be there. So it would be very disappointing. You know, this is a very different, if we get relegated, this is a very different sort of feel to the way that it felt when we went down last time. You know, we're, we're going to be uh, sort of almost relegated, not quite with smiles on our faces, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be feeling positive about the future. So it's a, it's a very, be a very strange feeling if we do go down. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with any of that. I think, it's, I think it'll be frustrating. More, it'll be frustrating more than painful because yeah. the team that's playing now isn't a relegation. See, it shouldn't be anywhere near the relegation places. You know, we should be, Mid-table, probably you know, lower mid-table, maybe at worst. We're a Bradford um, now in terms of our level. I think Bradford like fourteenth to sort of thirteenth to seventeenth, sort of. I reckon. Yeah, I think I think what we've got together now, and I know Matete's not ours, and he probably wouldn't be ours next season. But most of the rest of them, you could probably keep who you wanted to if you stayed in the league. Um, and I think we look like we're probably. He's assembled this squad, and I've said to a few people, I think we look like we're a transfer window away from being a decent side. You know, he needs to move on two or three, maybe even of the ones that he's brought in short as short-term fixes. But if we could keep this squad together, I think another summer, get them all fully fit. And I would think that this team, this squad could be challenging in the top half of the table. It's 
I'm it's looking, just that, that, that's why I'm frustrated. Sorry, mate. That's why I'm frustrated. I'm looking for Hurst has got a long line of success in finding strikers that can win our hearts, score a hat full of goals. I'm really looking forward to meeting the next one because I've got no doubt in my mind that we're going to be this time next year terrified about losing whoever it's going to be to whoever it is in the future. But I would like to think we may have an ownership in place that aren't going to bat their eyelids the second Peterborough offer us a friendly or a hundred grand. Shop to Man City, 2.5 million. Exactly. (laughs) I I love shop, but I'm sure he'll be fine with that and I'm happy to let him go for it. Uh, I hope he doesn't mind me saying that. (laughs) It'll take a lot of getting used to having people, people, non-footballing people there that are going to make half-decent decisions. You know, having, having... Backroom management staff and and um, you know owners who are you know going to make decent decisions. It's going to take a lot of getting used to. I don't know about you, Richard, but I'm certainly going to be. I might struggle with not questioning the motives and the the decisions made. I don't know how I'm going to feel about when they make a decision on I don't know a player being sold that we've quite got used to and quite liked and want to keep around. Um, I don't know how you feel about that. Are you looking? For, are you? Worried about adjusting to life with a competent owner, or I don't think I'm worried about adjusting, but it will t- it will it will take a lot of adjustment because I'm trying to sort of get inside the heads of of um, Pettit and Stockwood and thinking to myself, and it's all guesswork. It's based on no knowledge whatsoever. I'm thinking, you know, these two these two guys have got from the looks of it really really good business judgment, you know. So I'm thinking, you know, this isn't a couple of naive egotistical idiots with too much money in the bank who decided to buy their local football club. You know, they, 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 these guys have got a business plan. You know, they, 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 they know what they're doing. You know, I just, I, I'm not still... The, the, the thing that takes a lot of getting used to is, you know, from the looks of it, how fortunate we are to have, you know, two people with decent money, but with some really good business judgment. You know, it's not just the money. In fact, the money is probably the least important thing. These two guys, you know, could probably transform the club just with decisions never mind the money the money's almost irrelevant because you know they're, they're, they're going to you know put people in there are going to make really sound decisions um you know i would think we'll get a really good commercial team in there that are going to raise a lot of money and i think we'll get a really good community team in there we'll get the, the, the club really active within the community you know and i think that'll spill into the way that they work with the mariners trust you know, the Mariners Trust won't have two hands behind the back. And the Mariners Trust will probably be able to recruit some better people onto its board as well. So there's there's every reason to be really optimistic. But it would be really nice. I mean, I'm not I'm much less worried about getting relegated than most people, but it would be really nice. If we could just hang on, it just you know, just miss a season out. If we could have a couple of consecutive promotions, but not necessarily one of them from the National League. Yeah, I I, I agree. And, and um, I think there's, there's, you know, like anything though, being realistic, you were saying about how, you know, it'll be nice not questioning decisions. I think you will, you'll still naturally after a while, you know, you'll still, there'll be a honeymoon period. Um, and, and like you say, hopefully people will be on side, but even with the best intentions, people make mistakes, don't they? But what we, what we're hoping is that, that any mistakes that are made will be learned from, which is where my biggest gripe has been with the, you know, the current setup. I think the frustrating thing that that will happen. So, regardless of whether we get relegated or not, you know, the two new owners come in. Um, Paul Hurst will still be manager, but 
because it's Grimsby, because you know we've we've got a, a, a segment of, of particularly negative people. There will be some point next season at which you know people start criticising, and, and that that's the frustrating bit because there will be people who don't see the big picture. But you know, I suppose most clubs have that. But it do, it does feel like we've got more than our fa- fair share of people that you know we, we've had it with Paul Hurst already, haven't we? You know, I mean. We're all entitled to our opinion on Paul Hurst, but I think he's done a brilliant job. Yeah, but I, I do. I'm not like I'm not, I don't like to think that I'm sort of overly negative, but or sorry, um, questioning decisions and stuff. But these fans have paid a lot of money over the last 15 years, and they've not had a lot for that money. They've not been entertained that often. We've flirted with relegation from the football league three or four times, been relegated once, possibly twice. I, I do understand that some people react differently to what I do, um, but that they react in a negative way when something happens because they've just been worn down by the repeated failures. I understand I that. The, the, the thing I'd say with the new board going forwards is there's, there's a couple of things. One is they are going to make mistakes because people make mistakes um, and that's naturally how it is. But as you alluded to, Bruce, that as a, I, I would be very confident with Stockwood and Pettit that they will learn from it. But I think that, you, as you said, people are still naturally going to question the decisions, but we can question whether they're the right decision. But as with Alex said, I wouldn't question the motives behind the decision. Whereas with our current board at times, you do wonder whether it's oh, it's it's easier for them, there's more money coming from it. We've obviously had a lot of things, which we don't need to go over now in particular, but things where we've we been getting We haven't got a lawyer shares. yet, Ian, that's what Yeah, I mean. but where we've been getting shares from the trust and things like that. So I think those times you question the motive of the decision, not just whether the decision's right. Whereas I would like to think with the new setup moving forwards and the limited information that we know on Stockwood and Pettit that you can no longer, well, we shouldn't really be questioning the motive, even if we don't necessarily think it's the right decision. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to it. I think, as I said I, on on a tweet yesterday, like I'm quite happy to as as long as I'm with town fans, I don't care. Like it's the it's the away days, it's the time. I hope we can improve the atmosphere at Blunder Park and 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 the experience there. But it's the drinking, going out with everyone, having a nice time, and and watching the shops score 35 goals a season that I enjoy. Um, so hopefully it'll um, long may it continue. Do we want to get into some questions, or has anybody um, got anything else to add? No, happy to answer some questions. Good, let's dig in deep. So two people have come back on this one. Uh, both Grimsby Exiles and Bickies have asked kind of the same thing. Uh, I'll go with Exiles because it was a bit longer. Has the blow up with pain uh, exposed something that's been a rumbling undercurrent amongst the squad? Has the fact those two players have been told they won't be playing for the club again been a good thing for the rest of the team? Has given Hurst the opportunity to throw his weight around and to basically use his leadership? Happy for anyone to take it. Anyone wants to raise a hand up? I think the Marais part of it was the most interesting. I think we would have guessed straight afterwards that Payne probably wouldn't play again this season for his reaction. But the interview that Hurst gave on Friday where he said that there'd been no apology from either player. Um, and he also alluded to other things that may have happened from Marais' side of things. I think that that was interesting. So it's highly, highly unlikely, unless we do an interview with Lennel John Lewis in 20 years' time, Alex, on the podcast, that we'll ever find out exactly what's happened here. Um, 
in the, <clears throat> the same way we've got a bit more information from Macca and Livo about what happened with the uh, chicken plate. But it it was interesting who definitely was, who to see was that. Who was going to be going on holiday? Who Who's missed out on a trip of a lifetime here? Oh, it's going to be coke, isn't it? Just somebody's, yeah, That's why yeah. he's so pissed off, actually. It's not leadership. He had a, he had a premiere in booked in Margate with them all. <laughs> Ready at Morecambe. They were going to Morecambe, going to stay over, have a big night out, and that was going to be that, and that was going to keep us up. Um, I think you can say, yeah, it maybe has been a bit of um, an opportunity for Hurst to instill his us and them type thing because we remember the season we went up and Disley himself has mentioned it about seeing the the poster on the flyover on the way out of town and things like that about Hurst out after the playoff first leg um, and saying that it really galvanised the squad and there was a lot of points during the season where it galvanised the team. Maybe Hurst has used that as another opportunity to, to build that kind of siege mentality within the side. Anybody got anything to add to that one? I don't think Hurst was throwing his weight around. I think Hurst was just behaving in the eminently professional way that Hurst tends to. Just made the right decisions. He's probably had the right backing from whoever's, you know, making decisions at board level. But uh, not any surprise, really. Um, Nothing more to say, really, on that one. Nice one. yeah, and kind of, I think Mike, uh, Mike McMahon's question is very similar as well. Interesting one from the M180 petrol station, who don't just have a deal on uh, Whisper Golds. They asked, um, was Colchester moving their game to 5pm? A Jimmy Hill slash Sunderland style Swiss? Has Prince Philip just helped relegate us, essentially? Did they move it so they understood what they needed to do? Are you suggesting this is a fantastic bit of football shithousery that will... Uh... In, in the same kind of lines as Barrow waiting for us to get there before calling the game off. Who also had a training <clears throat> session that day as well. Nothing com- completely suspicious <laughs> about that. I don't think you could argue that a club that's £30 million in debt is capable of thinking like that. <laughs> Just whether or not they could afford to move the game forward is <laughs> the problem for them. So, uh, no, everybody thinks it might be a possibility, but in the long term... Doesn't I think matter. it's probably a conspiracy theory too far for me, but you never know, do you? <laughs> yeah, true. Chris, I can't ask yours. I think it's a bit disrespectful to John, but let's ask it anyway. Uh, do you think JT is losing it? Uh, all game he was saying how good our left-back uh, Sam Habergan was uh, doing since coming back from injury and then later on in the game. And then again said he struggled to get rid of it. Generally thought everybody put a shift in and played well. I don't think JT is. I think you're running at 100 miles an hour in a game like that. And I think he can be too critical of certain players, but I'm not. I thought he's he's fine. He's a great commentator. I, I like John Tonder. I like I, I like his commentary, but I know a few people who don't. But uh, no, I don't think he's I don't think he's losing it. I think it's like anything, you know, we could all be sitting there being the co-commentator. We'd have different opinions on what, what on what's going on. And, you know, it, just because he works for the BBC doesn't mean to say he's not going to have an opinion, does it? And I think he does a pretty good job of uh, of of, in, of interviewing the managers most of the time. So I like I actually, I actually think in a normal season, I don't hear him very much because I go to quite a lot of games. So I don't really... Yeah, that could be is, an interesting point, yeah. This is this is the first season that I've sort of listened to him um, most weeks. Um, 
I think sometimes, like you say, that you know people get get something get get a thought process into their head, don't they? And then, like you say, when they're racing along in the game, you know, they he and Crofty seem to have a, a thing about that. Luke Spokes always looking tired, um, uh, just because he has his socks rolled down. But I think that's just a little bit of something that they've picked up on. And and uh, but no, I think I, think, I, I missed you know, it. Locally, it... We've, we've had some idiots. Sorry, uh, Richard, we've had some idiots on. Uh, other, other stations, and we've had some quite good ones as well. They're, they're I was going to say, hang on, the only different. other the only other station different. we had was with Scott. We can't say that. Are you meaning the away games? <laughs> the away games. <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> that'd be an that'd be an awkward WhatsApp group for a while. <laughs> I did turn on the um, com- did, did turn it on yesterday about half two, and um, there was all you could hear was the players like warming up on on the home audio. Um, and on the away audio, they were into the build-up because normally you get Humberside quite early, don't you? Um, I'm disappointed we don't hear the end of it, and I was slightly disappointed. I had to, it went to a Prince Philip uh, funeral rather than uh, Hursty co- uh, giving his interviews and his thoughts on the game. Oh, do they often say I don't even wait that long? I've normally slammed my laptop shut and gone downstairs by then. <laughs> BBC have got a very annoying program on now, so instead of that annoying message that you said that says, you, you know, there's nothing on this station when you're listening on digital. They've actually put a, a sort of a footballing programme that covers across all of the local radio stations that you get to listen to if you're listening on your Alexa on digital. But uh... Maybe we should start doing pre-match and post-match until I follow kick in. Um, but um, I think we'll all be too frustrated and too nervous at the moment to be able to sort of lead on anything like that. I think it's also worth mentioning that Tonda did quite a lot of work when it came to the Alex May stuff uh, and helped sort of announce that and get it out to the wider public. Uh, him and the rest of the local media did a, a fantastic job in making sure that convicted fraudster and um, his cronies were, were sort of revealed and um, mentioned. So I think that was worth That was a, a real good team effort with some of the sort of uh, people who uh, hold microphones cameras and pens wasn't it they're sort of we're working together quite well weren't they on that one (laughs) absolutely uh tom has come in tom you you can come on the podcast it's literally what we ask you every saturday but i think he's on a train at the moment um i'm a bit i'm a bit disappointed with with tom if i'm honest so his availability for the pod recently has got worse as Towns' as Towns' chances of staying up has got worse. <laughs> Do you I think he's argue, not going to be here next week? Next I would year. argue that he's beginning to bottle it, and he's maybe not so sure now with his <laughs> with his bold predictions. Do you think he's just worried that he's he he's now found himself in a sort of um, life of Brian style Messiah place with people following him around with gods, and he's essentially having to he's going to break their hearts and say, "I don't think there's a chance we're going to stay up." And he doesn't want to be that sort of leader amongst men. I think he's worried you might sack him. Not sack him. We need his money. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got a website to pay for next week. Uh, so um, Tom said it was a great performance, probably the only match this year where every player has been excellent and a great team effort. Fantastic to see a good reaction from the last game, and nice to see another youth team player, which we haven't mentioned and we really should do. Evan Kawari was fantastic, I think. And considering he had to walk the tightrope of having a yellow after about 35 minutes and had been sent off at the Harrogate game, I thought he was phenomenal. Um, player to get a start and we finally scored two. I savoured my beer last night. I'm sure you did. Evan Curie, what did we think of his game? 
thought he did okay. Much more, yeah. I thought, I thought he did okay. I, I wouldn't perhaps go to your um, levels of praise, but I thought he was. I thought he did okay. Was solid, um, and he'll get better with games. And he's he's highly rated. So yeah, no, it was a it was a sol- solid debut. I would say. Um, I wouldn't <laughs> go beyond that, but um, no, he's okay. Looks good. Uh, let's have a look. Who else we got? Tommy Shaw said Lenny's celebration after Jared, uh, Jackson Jr.'s goal uh, was unreal. Shows how much passion he has for the club. Can't 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 disagree with you there. Tommy just shows. Just hope he can keep the majority of the players next season. So looking forward to it, no matter which league we are in. And Lenny's been brilliant to have back. I think um, I'm not sure if we've got him next season, but I'd happily have him around. He's certainly better than Harry Cardwell and the like. I'd love him as a standing striker. 18-month deal, I think he got when he joined, so he's due to be here next year. Thank God for that. I don't know how you all feel about Lenny. Richard, how do you feel about Lenny coming back to the squad? Oh, I'm very, very, I was very pleased. He should never have left in the first place. I've always been a, a massive Lenny fan. And um, even even the ones he misses, he does, he, I, I've seen the numbers when, when, when he was back last time, he does get far more chances. So he, it's okay if he misses a few because he gets double, double the number of chances because of where he puts himself. And so some some of the assists this season have been uh, fantastic. He's leading the he's leading the line on that most assists and most goals scored in the league this season. So he's already made an immediate impact. Um, can't really argue with those sort of uh, numbers, though. You know, oh, was that, did Jackson Junior? No, it wasn't Jackson Junior. Took he's now on three as well, isn't he? With the with a couple of others, isn't he for goal scored this season? I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But uh, um, Matty Pollock still leading the way. We were. Um, some friends and I were looking actually yesterday at um, John Lewis's figures and um, it's not mind-blowing but then looking at the goals we scored this season you wouldn't expect it to be mind-blowing but straight away he's gone to the list in terms of most um, goals and assists combined in terms of I think it was he gets a goal or an assist every two and a half games which is not mind-blowing as I say but when we're looking at most of our other players, we're on a goal or an assist every fifth game. I think that's says everything about him. And we, we said as soon as he came in, it wasn't necessarily about his goals. It was more just the fact that the ball would stay at that end of the pitch to allow us to create some chances with other people getting forwards. Yeah, and I still believe the statistic is that Matt Green hasn't had a shot on target that wasn't deflected onto target since the 1st of December, which uh, says a lot about the strikers we had previously. Um, Stephen McDade said football management is not a computer game to bring a new team halfway through the season when we were already at bottom is a tough ask to get them to play the football you want to take uh, it's a lot of time and games I think we can see it coming together now and that's a credit to Hurst I think that's a, a nicely put I don't know if we were bottom but we were certainly on our way there um, Dan Randall said didn't watch the game but it sounded like Kouari and Matete had great games still think we're down but at least we're giving it a go and Tim J said Enjoyed the post-pain uh, pod on my run today. Will everybody stop boasting they run? I, I, I like, just because I can't. Um, and it made me uh, wonder if the whole Bradford fight have brought the remaining players closer together with true leaders like Coke and Lenny and Hendry stepping up. Uh, could it be uh, one good thing to come out of it? I think we've discussed that and I, I entirely agree. Andrew Weeks said, uh, what have been your highlights since uh, being back in the league? Most of, of mine have been uh, performance or atmosphere based like Palace, Blackpool or Chelsea. What are your home highlights? Uh, what The only one that springs to mind is our first game back against, uh, uh, I think it was Morecambe, not Accrington. Uh, what have your highlights been? If this is it for for a season, at least, what were your highlights in our brief return? 
Bruce will probably know the game better than me, and it's really poor that I can't remember it. But there was a game where Jamie Osborne scored a ready-style goal, breaking from sort of halfway. Yeah, I think it was Yeovil 3-0 over Easter weekend. Yeah, yeah. Was that under was that under um, Slade or was that under Bignett? I you remember? think it might have been under Slade, you know. Well, he did He did have some of Marcus Bignett's players for a few weeks, didn't he, before he moved them on because they were too creative. Yeah. I, I, um, I think, don't quote me, but I think it was probably under um, Slade. Um, and I just remember it actually looking really positive for us moving forwards, which was a daft mistake to make, of course, when we're talking about town. Um, but yeah, just that was a that was a really good game for me. It looked like things might be moving in the right direction, and we had a lot of attacking talent around because I think at the time we also had Dyson and the lad whose name I can't remember who went to Shrewsbury. Sam Jones. Uh, yep, Sam Jones. Um, and yeah, and then even players like Chris Clements, we looked like we had a, a, a decent side that was beginning to take shape there. There was a game at Doncaster as well. 4,000 odd there. That was a good game. Uh, the game back against Derby when we had to go back to a stadium that had more than one tier was quite fun. Um, uh, that was our second game back in the league. I enjoyed uh, the away victories at uh, Blackpool and Plymouth, both uh, both both under Big Knot. And it was also good seeing um, Dean Henderson gracing our goal. He was, uh, he was a nice keeper, wasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. It was a strange also, time for the club, that though, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, it was. There was, yeah. there was a lot going on. There was a lot going on behind the scenes at, at, at that time. I'll tell you one of the worst. The, the worst. The worst thing I remember just coming to mind was when we were away at Hartlepool, and um, I think it was Hartlepool, and Podge was getting some abuse from the from the town fans. Um, that 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 wasn't uh, very pleasant. Did Podge actually go? He did. He went to Hartlepool, then Newport. Is that what happened? Yeah, he went with Magnate, didn't yeah. he? He was yeah, only there for yeah. a little yeah. bit. He didn't stay long yeah. for some reason. Uh, money, wasn't it? They they told them, Hartlepool said they had loads of money to Magnate and Amund and a few others, and it turned out after about four weeks that they didn't actually have loads of money at all. That seems like a long, long time ago. That does, doesn't it? Just to I me. Think, I think my... I don't like thinking of it like this because it makes me sad again that Oh no, but, Bruce! Don't. Uh, but it's but it's wrong that after the, after such a short period back, we should we should be having to think like this, isn't it? Um, Orient away the first time we won three one. The that was a cracking got, game. Yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah, that was, that, that was a good day. Um, Blackpool away was a good atmosphere. That was, Bradford. That was, that was last. Um, year. Yeah, I had a hangover. When we equal, my hangover was kicking in when we equalised. So yeah, but yeah, it was a good day. I mean, we took a lot of fans. Um, I enjoyed it. At Blackpool, um, somebody had a particularly um, smoky vape and the police thought that somebody let a smoke bomb off, but they were just vaping very heavily at the front of the stadium. The police <laughs> came running. I enjoyed that bit. Um, Bruce, how's your season card? It's lovely. Very, That's uh, quite looks, a nice... Look, looks good, yeah. They look good. I, I, um, no, it would be nice to uh, scan that could be a collector's. Season. That could be a collector's item next year. So well, Bruce, all, all season ticket holders have had one made. Um, so go down people, to the club. A few people, well, a few people have said, "Oh, well, why haven't they got in touch?" Because they don't need to, because we're not. There's no danger of us going in. But I have. Said it would that, be nice. It would be nice to send it out, considering people pay. Well, yeah, know. yeah, it might be. But I, I think I, I, I've look, I've beat, I've beaten them enough before. I got in trouble for criticising them the other day for 
um, or questioning, should I say. I had a good, actually, to be fair, I had a good chat with Ray. Um, I questioned them selling off um, Wembley 98 kit. But uh, she explained, yes. and as, as they have done on social media, because, uh, you know, my, my attitudes on the club or the trust selling things like that is once it's gone and it's left the building, you know, how long does that 150 quid or 150 quid or 100 quid, how long does that last and how far does it go? Um, but no, they explained that they've got a lot of stuff. But I had a good chat with the girls in the in the club shop and the office. And they, you know, you, you don't always think about, you know, we sit here and we criticise the way things are run and things like that. And that has a massive effect on them. And so does the COVID thing. Um, and it was nice to see them. And, and they said how lovely it was to be in there and actually have people coming back through the door again. You know, you can imagine that while they've been working in this last lockdown, after they were brought back from furlough, it can't have been a very nice place to be about and they'd have nobody coming in and out other than club staff. Um, you know, it must have been a really difficult time for them and it was nice to see them with smiles on their faces and, and enjoying having people back in and, and serving them and just just dealing with fans, really. I think something just on the um, season cards that Alex mentioned, it would be nice to send them out, but it'd also be nice... I, I don't know, Bruce, what was sent out to season ticket holders when you signed up for a season ticket this year knowing that you probably weren't going to get too many games potentially and there was also a line in there about no refunds it would be nice for those cards I guess to go out to people with a bit of a letter of thanks maybe just you know we appreciate that you've paid 250 300 pounds whatever it was this season and not come to any games so yes thank you well considering the stuff they've probably got on sale at the moment can't they just send them that and and maybe what a ten quid shirt or whatever it is. Something. I think that I think they're looking. I, I don't think they need to, um, but I, I think, think nice. I think they're looking um, at. I've seen the trust mentioned before that it's been discussed. What can be done for people that bought season tickets this year? Now, at the end of the day, I paid three hundred and sixty pound, probably. I think for my, I could be wrong. My seat in the upper, and then another seventy quid, I think, for Maisie's or the lower. Sorry. Um, so, you know, I spent about 400 quid, but I did that as a, at the time because I felt I was investing in the future of the club and I, and I, didn't, do, I didn't do that expecting to see any games. Um, I have had, or by the end of the season, of course, we'll have had £230 worth of iFollow games uh, that, that, you know, everyone else has had to fork out for. Um, I personally don't think they need to do anything, but uh, uh, certainly, like you say, some sort of gesture of um, a letter um, and I think there will be. I think that's. I think there's. They're, they're looking at that, and they're maybe just waiting to see what happens before they decide what to do. Um, but it, uh, it it will it will be nice. But I didn't I didn't do it expecting to see games. I did it to secure what I thought was helping the future of the club. And we've also then got a, a mention. Uh, obviously, the money raised by uh, for Adam Barber Mellon. He, um, they've raised what ten thousand four hundred seventy quid so far. They wanted to raise what a grand and a half or something. Town yeah, fans being yeah. sensational again. Can't thank everybody enough for that sort of uh, gesture. Really heartfelt. I didn't know uh, Adam personally, uh, but a few people who listen to the podcast do. And I think it's been a, it's always wonderful to see town fans doing that sort of stuff. Yeah, can't disagree with that. And, and to be fair, town fans have done it time and time again, haven't they? Let's be honest. With with fans and even the, the money that was raised for Holloway back in December and for his uh, friend who unfortunately passed away, um, and it's just a credit to the town and a credit to the people. Uh, yeah, nothing else to say really. I, I completely agree. 
Well, I guess we, we kind of we start wrapping it up and then do AOB, I guess. So obviously the interview with Paul Bolland is still up. Uh, go have a listen to it. It was wonderful to talk to him. He really talked passionately about the club, watches the games regularly on iFollow and has got a lot to say about how they can they can improve and wants to see them do so. Um, that's really worth a, a listen. We've got uh, Michael Bolding coming up soon. Alan Poughton's going to be coming up soon. Bruce has got his uh, contacts out there finding players of yesteryear that I have no idea who they are. Um, so that'll be good to you have. You better do. You better do. I'm not having no, I'm not having any of that. You need to I be, don't want to embarrass you in front of them. If I put yeah? a name out there, if I put a name out there in the, on the WhatsApp group, I expect Bobby you Cummings. to, I expect you can to get, know Yes, to say, can you on. get Bobby Cummings in please, Bruce? Yeah, Bobby oh. Cummings. Coming. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I'm, I thought I'm, I was excited about Powton coming on. It's re- it's really no, it's really good that we're mixing the mixing the the eras up. I think um, so. You know, give it a, give it a year or two, and we'll be seeing where Mr. Straker is. Yeah, and what Anthony Straker? Yeah, yeah, we'll get him on. Uh, yeah, prison for fraud, I think, isn't he? Oh, we'll get Sustanovic on at the same time. Well, it depends if they're allowed it for their call or their their one daily call, I guess. By the way, Strakers was a joke. It was more for his impersonating a footballer. There was he's not in prison for fraud as far as I'm okay, aware. Fine. <laughs> I mean, that's a hell of a gamble if he is. Can you imagine that? What a punt that would have been. Uh, and then um, the trust as well. They've got a meeting on Wednesday. It's well worth getting involved. Having a uh, it's on Zoom. You can go to their website. You can go to their Twitter as well. They'll be able to, to uh, join it. They're obviously getting more and more involved. It's really worth the time because I imagine the issue of the shares will come up and obviously the partnership they'll have with 1878 partners into the future. It's about time we all started to, now we've got a brighter future. Um, it's, it's time we all get involved and put our energy and our passions into making this club better for everybody, I guess, is my opinion on that. I should really rejoin the trust because <laughs> uh, I forgot. <laughs> well, they did block the podcast once on Twitter. Um, a long time ago, not not the same, not the same people. Um, you silly Bruce, what you've just heard, by the way. Do you remember early one when Alex said that we owe for the website soon? Can't wait for the day after when Alex signs up to the trust. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it. I need a new laptop. That's what it is. Um, it's um, and then I think finally, uh, everyone has everyone sent in their um their vote on their who are shareholders. A couple of people on here, I think, are. I'm not a shareholder, so I didn't vote. (laughs) Well, I can send you... If you want the PDF, Richard, I'll happily send it across to you so you can have a read. I would Um, be interested to see that, yeah. Yeah, uh, but make sure you get it in. By the 3rd of May, I think, is the deadline. So if you haven't done it already, get your vote in. Make it sure it counts. um, And hopefully we can have a better better future. Has anybody got anything to add before we move move and I can go watch Lando Norris celebrate a podium? Shut up. No, that's a brilliant thing. Shut up. I've told you, I don't want to know. Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Christ. Sorry, right, Bruce, a, we'll cut that out. That's we'll a wrap. Cut, <laughs> we'll cut it out. Don't worry. You, you'll forget it then. Oh, who would have thought Valerie Bossas winning that? Um, Yeah, so there we go. Graham Hill's still going. <laughs> oh, bro, I'm in trouble. Uh, thank you very no, I'm, much. I'm not like that. Thank you, thank you very much for joining us, Richard. It's been a pleasure to have nice you. Nice to meet you. Uh, and uh, gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us. We'll be back on Sunday. Hopefully, we might have an interview between there now and then. Uh, but um, between then, we'll just see you then. Bye. Bye.